0: Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest presents part two of his teaching Repairs and Restorations Are Coming. All right, praise the Lord. This is part two of Repairs and Restorations Are Coming. Amen. And for those who weren't here last week, that title comes from an encounter I had with the Lord on Monday, December 20th, when I was praying at our home in our study. Now, I'll just uh, rehash it, and, and for the benefit of those that weren't here last week, I'll share with you how that word of the Lord came to me. I was praying, as I said, in our study. I was sitting on my wife's swivel chair, which I use when she is gone, <laughs> She doesn't like it, but I do it anyway. And as I was praying in the spirit, worshiping the Lord, I had my earbuds in my ear. I was having a good time with the Lord. I looked at the back wall, and there was this round, old-fashioned clock that's been there for six years. I see it every day, pretty much every day. It's nothing unusual, but that day... Monday, December 20th, I felt compelled to get out of my swivel chair, or my wife's swivel chair, walk to the wall, and take a close look at the clock. And when I got there, I got there just as the big hand clicked over to the 10. And then all of a sudden, in my mind's eye, I won't say it was a vision because it was in my mind's eye, but it was still supernatural. I saw that 10 make an arc through the 11 and through the 12, and and then I added the 10 to the 11 as it went through 11, and I got 21. And then when it went from 10 through 11 to 12, I added 12 to 20 for 22. And I said, that's interesting. That's like the transition from 2021 to 2022. And when I said that, something clicked in my spirit, and I looked directly at the center of the clock, and in an arc written around the, the center of the clock, There were the words repairs and restoration. And it was a spirit filled word that dropped in my heart and all the pieces came together. And the Lord said to me, as you transition from 2021 to 2022, there's coming a time of repairs and restorations for you, for your family, for your church and for your nation. So since this is such an important message, I want to take some time to recap some of the things we, we talked about last week. Don't have time to go through the whole thing that we talked about last week, but that way what I have to say today will have context and make more sense as we move forward with this series. So I want to talk about the rebuilding of a nation. We spent some time talking about how God called the nation of Judah to repentance and nation that was in spiritual and moral decline. And how he raised up a remnant that turned back to him and drew near to him, and how he used that remnant to help rebuild the foundations of their once great nation. A remnant who would repair and restore all the damage and all the destruction resulting from their sin, their rebellion their wickedness, their idolatry, and their refusal to repent. And the text that we read that tells this story was Isaiah 58, verse 1 through 12. As I said, we're not going to go through the whole passage again. We're going to end up pretty much on Isaiah 58:12, which is a cornerstone text upon which this series is built. Again, you can go back and you can listen to last week's podcast to hear all of that in detail, because if you study that passage carefully, Isaiah 58, verse 1 through 12, actually through the whole chapter, if you study it carefully, it is easy to see how it can be prophetically applied to the United States of America today. We are in the midst of a great awakening. You may not know that, but we are in the midst of a great awakening and God is raising up a remnant of born-again, spirit-filled Christians who are ready to resist the devil in the most crucial time in our nation's history. And He is positioning us to help rebuild the spiritual and moral foundations of America through our prayers and through our actions. And that's why we ended up last week at Isaiah fifty eight twelve which focuses on the rebuilding phase of a nation that is in decline. Amen. Let's read it again. Isaiah 58, 12, in the New King James Version. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets, To dwell in. Amen. This is a prophecy that Isaiah spoke over the people of Judah before Jerusalem was destroyed and before they were carried away captive by the Babylonians. And he tells them that one day a remnant of their descendants would rebuild the nation. And eventually, Ezra, the priest, took a group of exiles from Babylon back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple and signal the spiritual rebirth of the nation of Judah, as prophesied by Isaiah and by Jeremiah. Then Nehemiah took a group of exiles from Babylon back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls and the streets, bringing the communities of Jerusalem to life once again. Again, as prophesied by Isaiah and Jeremiah. But in this day and age, I believe this verse and chapter 58 in Isaiah can be prophetically applied to the reversal of the spiritual and moral decline of America. And as I said last week, spirit-filled Christians like you and me, we're going to be the prime movers in this rebuilding of our godly foundations as a nation. There's no one else the Lord has to turn to. We're the ones that have been rising up, calling for national repentance, calling to draw near to God, calling to pray for the nation, calling to pray against laws that are bringing this nation down and not up, refusing to allow America to go down the toilet bowl, to twirl down in the abyss of darkness, perversion, and wickedness. Not on my watch. Not on our watch. Amen. We are being raised up and put into position for such a time as this to push back the darkness and advance the kingdom of God and help usher in the revival of the ages. Psalm 11, verse 2 through 4. We read it last week. We're going to read it again. In the New King James Version, Psalm 11, verse 2 through 4. I'll read through it, and then I'll go back and unpack it a little bit. For look, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, His eyelids test the sons of men. Amen. So let's go back and look at verse 2. For look, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow on the string, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. The enemy thinks that what he's doing, he's doing in secret, but we're on to his game. We know that that their bows are drawn and their arrows are aimed at the upright in heart to bring down the foundations of America. That's why verse 2 says... If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? This is a call to action. We see the action. We see what the enemy is doing. He thinks it's in secret, but it's been revealed to us by the Spirit. We see what the enemy is doing. He is coming against the foundations of America, and he needs to be resisted in that regard. Then verse 4 says, The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, His eyelids test the sons of men. He's testing the church to find out if we will respond to this call to action, if we will acknowledge that the enemy's on the move and needs to be opposed, and that we would fight to preserve the foundations of this great nation. Are we going to rise to the challenge or are we not? I say, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Our foundations will be repaired and America will be restored. You know, I think we as the people of God, we need to be honest in our appraisal of the state of America at this time. That is in the natural. Not that we have to accept it as final, because we're people of faith and we can call those things that be not as though they were, amen? Romans 4.17 says God makes alive the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. And I am His child and I'm just like my Father. I call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. And the more you do that, the more it becomes a habit and the more real it becomes to you. Amen. So we have to say that in the natural, the foundations of our republic are under assault, and the vision of our founding fathers is being eroded. We have to say that the moral and spiritual fabric of the nation has been breached. But in spite of what I just said, one of the ways we can call those things that be not as though they were is by making declarations of faith over this nation based on what we see in the Spirit and not what we see in the natural. Amen. So with that in mind, we're going to do something that we did last week. We're going to make some declarations over America. And this time, the declarations are going to begin with we, because I want you to believe with me as I declare these declarations. Amen? In spite of what we see in the natural with our eyes, with our natural eyes, we declare... That we will rebuild the age old foundations of our constitutional republic. We believe that the walls of our democracy will be rebuilt and the communities of America will be restored. We declare that the moral and spiritual fabric of our nation will be repaired. We declare that which was broken will be repaired. We declare that which was lost or stolen will be restored. We declare that righteousness, truth, and justice will once again prevail in the nation. We declare that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness will once again prevail in our nation. That felt good, didn't it? Charge the atmosphere with the faith of God. So now that we've reaffirmed the promise of repairs and restoration to the nation at large, let's bring it down home to see how it affects the people of God, how it affects us as individuals, as families, and as a church. You know, most anything that happens to our nation at a macro level will eventually trickle down to the micro level and affect the people of the nation at state, city, And rural levels. That means if repairs and restorations are coming to America, then they're coming to the people of God as well. Amen. They're coming to us as individuals. They're coming to us as families. They're coming to us as a church. They're coming to us at Faith Life Fellowship. Amen. I believe God's got something good, something extra special in store for the faithful people of God. Those who know they're in covenant with Him. Those who have been praying for this nation. He's got something extra special for us. After all, we are the apple of His eye. Amen. So before we go any further, I thought it would be good if we looked at some definitions of the words repairer and restorer, which we find used in Isaiah 58.12. So let's read Isaiah 58.12 again so it'll make more sense. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. You know, Isaiah prophesied that repairers and restorers would one day come from the descendants of the people of Judah and that those descendants would help rebuild their nation. And one of those descendants was Jesus Christ, Jesus our Messiah, Jesus our Lord, who was and is, listen to me, the ultimate repairer, and the ultimate restorer of everything in our lives that is broken, lost, or stolen. I'll say it again. He is the ultimate repairer and the ultimate restorer of everything in our lives that is broken, lost, or stolen. So getting back to the definitions, I want to read through them carefully and then take a look at Jesus' mission statement when He launched His earthly ministry and see how the two compare, and see what we can learn. So here's some definitions that may seem simple at first. Some of them are comical, but I think you'll get it. The definition of repairer from dictionary.com is a person or thing that repairs. Okay, you haven't given us that much information, (laughs) So you have to look up repairs to kind of complete the definition. Repairs from the Oxford Languages Dictionary, repairs are the action of mending or fixing something. So if you put the two definitions together, a repairer is a person or thing that mends or fixes something. Amen? Restorer is really cool. The definition from the Oxford Languages Dictionary for Restorer has three parts. Part number one says, a restorer is a person who repairs or renovates a building, work of art, etc., so as to return it to its original condition. You know... I watch a lot of HGTV because my wife watches a lot of HGTV, and I see a lot of restorations, amen? So this really means a lot to me. The second definition is this. A restorer is a person who brings back or reestablishes a previous right, practice, or situation. Amen. He sets things right. And the third definition for restorer is this a restorer is something that returns a person or thing to a former condition. Hey Amen. Isn't that awesome? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Jesus' mission statement from Luke chapter 4 when he started his earthly ministry, and I want to weave these definitions into Jesus' mission statement. And I think you'll see it's amazing how well they align, how much he really is the ultimate repairer and the ultimate restorer of all mankind. So it's a quotation from Isaiah chapter 61, and we find it in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 17 through 19. Some really cool stuff here. I love this passage. Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 16. This is talking about Jesus. He had just been in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, fasted and and had a duel with the devil and came out victorious. And the Bible says he came out of the desert full of the spirit and power of God and he went into Galilee and he wanted to go to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 16 says, So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. You know, I think it's awesome that Jesus went to church every Sabbath day. He was there when the doors were open. Not only was He there, but He was volunteering to read the Word of God to the people of God. He had a role that He was filling. And He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah... And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Listen to this. He has sent me to heal, my my paraphrase, he has sent me to heal, to repair, mend, or fix the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty or restore freedom to the captives. And recovery or restoration of sight to the blind. To set at liberty or restore freedom to those who are oppressed. It's amazing just how well the definitions of repairer and restorer align with Jesus' mission statement for His earthly ministry. Finally, Jesus sums it all up. By this saying, he says in verse 19, my paraphrase, I am come to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Now, you may or may not be aware of this, but the acceptable year of the Lord is a jubilee term. In the Hebrew jubilee, which would come every 50 years, they would sound a liberation shofar. And when that shofar was blown, all indentured slaves would be set free. That means anybody that was in jail or in slavery because of debt, they would be set free. All debts would be forgiven, and all family lands and holdings would be restored to their original owners. Amen. Amen. Jesus was saying to them, in essence, I am your jubilee. I came to restore everything that was lost or stolen. I came to repair, fix, or mend everything that was broken. Now I want you to notice how similar the definition of Jubilee sounds when compared with some of the definitions of a restorer, especially definition two and three. A person who brings back or reestablishes. A previous right, practice, or situation. Isn't that what we just read? Everything that needed to be set right was set right. Something that returns a person or thing to a former condition. Isn't that what a restorer does? Isn't that what the Jubilee is all about? Restoring and repairing all things that were broken, lost, or stolen. Amen. Now I want you to put your HGTV hat on and consider the fact that someone who repairs and does restorations does so in order to make old things new. To make old things new. Turn to Revelation 21 verse 5. We'll read it in the New King James Version. Now this, the setting here is the Apostle Paul has been caught up to heaven and has the revelation that formed the book of Revelation. And in this particular passage, it's talking about how that Jesus created a new heaven and a new earth to replace the old heaven and the old earth. So that's all about making old things new. And then Jesus says in that context, according to Apostle John, then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. What is Jesus saying? I make all things new and you can count on it. You can depend on it. It's going to happen. So what I want you to see here is he's telling the apostle John that he makes all things new in general, not just a an old heaven and an old earth into a new heaven and a new earth, but it is, it's the way He operates. It's who He is. He always makes all things new. He's done it since His creation as a human being. He's done it as He lived in eternity as the Word of God. He always makes all things new. Amen. Glory to God. Now, I'm fixing to wrap this thing up. It's not a very long word, but I trust that when I finish this last part here, you will be encouraged. That's really my goal today. Not to wow you with teaching, but to encourage you from the Word of God. Amen. I want to conclude by saying this. Jesus is our ultimate repairer and restorer. He is our jubilee. He does make all things new. In 2022 and beyond, He is coming to repair, to heal, to mend, to fix our broken hearts. He is coming to repair, to heal, to mend broken relationships. He is coming to repair, to heal, to mend, to fix broken marriages. He is coming to repair, to heal, to mend broken families. He's coming to restore our financial fortunes and to free us from the bondage of debt. He is coming to restore health to us and heal us of our wounds. Amen. That's Jeremiah 30, verse 17. He is coming to make all things new. He is coming to bring overwhelming joy and peace to your life where tragedy and trauma and great loss have occurred. He is coming to help our church, Faith Life Fellowship, become the church that he has called us to become. So let me wrap it up by saying this. I want to repeat the word that the Lord spoke to me on Monday, December 20th. It was not just for me. It was for you and me and for our church and for our nation. He said, as you transition from 2021 to 2022, There's coming a time of repairs and restoration for you, for your family, for your church, and for the nation. So next week, we'll continue with part three of our series, Repairs and Restorations Are Coming. Amen? Amen. We hope you enjoyed part two of Dr. Forrest's message, Repairs and Restorations Are Coming. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 10 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 1030 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and hear more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, Visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.